Car, welcome to Pillows on the Windows. Thank you. My name's Tucker and your name's Carly. Yes. And uh, viewers at home, I'm sorry there's some IRL drama uh, between us, but I think we'll be able to get through it and put on a really great show, Carly. <laughs> it's a funny thing to announce. <laughs> I just want people at home to understand why there's all these, you know, pregnant pauses mm. while I'm waiting for you to say whatever stupid thing you have to say about Avatar. Yeah, like, Carly, no one's ever heard of Avatar before. Tell us your cool new opinions on Avatar. Go! Carly. Okay, I will. Do I have to do it now? Yes. <laughs> no, do I really? Yes. James Cameron. <laughs> um, Are you preparing? I'm just thinking what the right answer is to like what's going on with Avatar. Um, I will say, so I split it up into three different viewing sessions because this movie is like three hours long. All right, you watched it three times in a row. Got it. It's pretty silly. And it's not like great, but it just feels so momentous. <laughs> All right, Kyra, what actual movies do you want to talk about? <laughs> Please don't elaborate on that in any way. <laughs> I'm going to log it exactly like that on okay. Letterboxd. Thank you. Yeah. And then get three likes over the course of the next 12 months. That's awesome. This is a movie um, podcast. Let's talk about movies. Yeah. Okay. What do we start with? I think we can start with anime. Yeah, I just finished the anime. Yeah. Yeah. There's some uh, there's some backstory here. Just that this is the only yesterday director. Mm-hmm. And God, do we love only yesterday? Let me check my top four letterbox films. Oh, oh only yesterday's on there. It must be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you think this was pretty good? The Tale of Princess Kaguya. I did think it was pretty good, yes. Is that the... Okay, that is the actual name. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I thought this movie is incredible. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but are you with me, Carr, where a lot of that is due to the knowledge that it was his last film he made? No. See, okay. uh, to me, the, like, I guess three big things that I like about it are it's so pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the prettiest movies ever, it feels like. It's just so gorgeous the entire time. Mm-hmm. Two, I like Wait, the... Wait, Car, Car uh-huh. can you do three first and then two? Sure. The third one is that the ending is really good. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and then two, shoot, now I'm forgetting it. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> Sounds like you need some Zoa, healthy energy drink. The Rock yeah. makes it possible. Um, oh, two is like all of the like very cozy fable elements of the story. Mm. I really, really like a lot. I think the fable stuff's the stuff I don't care all that much. Well, I like, I mean, all of it is fable like. I'm not as big into like the middle third where it's kind of like, here's the part where Tucker would stop reading this if it was a book because it's just a lot of like the trials and tribulations of Princess Kaguya, you know? Yeah, some of that stuff, I agree, like, isn't the best part of the movie, but I do like the, it feels like the section of it where it's just the um, suitors, like, getting her the fake presence. Yeah. That feels like it could be a really good, just, like, short story sort of thing. And that was, like, super enjoyable um, and well executed, I thought. I really like that part. Yeah. I mean, there's good stuff sprinkled throughout the whole thing. Like, I really like her little fake garden she makes. I think that's Mm -hmm. heartbreaking, like a lot of this movie is. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, I could recognize that it was really good, but I didn't have the context for it. So this time it just felt like he was just like, you know, it, it feels so much to, my, to me like he knew he this was his final work and he was like yeah. summarizing everything. And it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very... It feels like a very natural end to everything. Like it, yep. he encompasses so many different things in the movie. And yeah, I mean, it's like over two hours long and is gorgeous in a way that like, like only yesterday is also really pretty, but because this has so many magical elements to it, like you yeah. can really kind of do everything. And yeah, like the last 10, 15 minutes or so are just like some of the most gorgeous animation I've ever seen. It's so crazy. Yeah. Her, uh, Having her flight from the palace during the party is also mm-hmm. just amazing to look at. Um, yeah. Did you feel the same way about Wind Rises? Did that feel final to you? It's obviously not anymore, but I think it was intended to be. Did you get those vibes from it? It could be. Like, I don't think I would. I don't think I would think that without you asking that question, I yeah. guess. Like, now that you ask, it's like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. It's him doing war and flight and (laughs) all of the stuff that he does but in like the best way that he can sort of thing but it i don't know i know this isn't true because he's quite old but like it kind of feels like he'll just be around forever making movies forever Mm -hmm. sort of thing through his son yeah i guess yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know uh the wind rises and uh Kaguya both feel very just like uh, there's no there's no like other element. There's no subtext to it. Obviously, there's a lot of subtext, but it's just like they're both just like exactly. It seems like the stories these people want to tell and they don't have to, you know, they're not trying to sell it to you. It's just Mm -hmm. here's what's in their heart. And I think these I didn't like The Wind Rises that much, but I think this is an excellent pairing of movies to kind of like go out on for this generation Mm -hmm. of Ghibli filmmaking. Absolutely. And yeah, you're completely right. Like there's there's no B plots, I guess, is like another way to put it. Like there's you're just on the direct path that you have to be on for the movie. (laughs) And like they're both very good at working in like secondary characters and stuff in really meaningful ways, but they're always like on that direct path. And they also feel like, especially I guess the wind rises feels like everyone sort of said yes to everything that he wanted to do. Like it's exactly the project that he would want to make. And he made it sort of thing. Right. And I have a hard time picturing an American animator getting to make a movie like Kaguya and put it in theaters and have it just feels so personal and so uninterested in the market or you know yeah. like how do we advertise this two-hour folktale movie that doesn't really have any you know like there's a romance to it I guess but it's very like transient and kind of just like tragic immediately and like I don't know there's no it doesn't feel like product <laughs> at all which is really cool but obviously this product it was like i guess one of the most expensive japanese movies ever made mm-hmm. or at least animated movies and i don't know it's a really interesting project i think i think it's just like a yeah to your point there's no like not only is it not obviously tied to any sort of 
franchise or anything, but there's no like zippy line to describe it. It's not yeah. like like even when rises, you can be like planes, war movie <laughs> or something. Yeah, and this is just like truly, it's I don't know, like it's just a little princess lady and like what her life is. Right. It's not like yeah. a modern reinterpretation of your favorite folktale. It's just like... Yeah, this could have been made hundreds of years ago if the technology <laughs> was there. Like, there's yeah. nothing modern about it at yeah. all. And that's really cool, I think. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's really nice. I wouldn't even probably put this in my top three favorites, but I think it's, like, uh, so easy to respect it and just be like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm going to guess it's top five for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe at the bottom of the top five, but I think it is top five. In two episodes, are we just like devoting that episode to this process? Because I think there's going to be some talking going on when we do that. To just the ranking? Yeah. I think we like a good deal of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hmm. That sounds good. I haven't really thought about it at all. I haven't started building that in my mind, so I'm not sure how we're going to uh, go about that, but I'm excited. There definitely is going to be like the Garbo five that yeah. <laughs> just like it couldn't matter less how they end up sort of thing. They're all just terrible. And then there's like the almost worse section right above that where it's like, yeah, I guess Arietti goes there. I don't know. I don't know the opinion. I, I like I truly could not name all of these yeah. at this point. Like Ocean yeah, Waves so dude or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So sick. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking to some about Ocean Waves recently, and the, the first thing that they said was just like, all of the characters are awful. <laughs> and it's true. They are they're really teenagers. Bad. Of course they're awful. Yeah, they're so icky, though. Oh, my God. Speaking yeah. of awful people, mm-hmm. Debs. Oh, I love Debs. <laughs> I, Tell ever, me about Debs, Car. Yeah, have you ever had that thing of just like, you know, th- so this is a movie from what, like early 2000s or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I don't know, just like a movie that exists as sort of that cult classic thing. And it's yeah. like, there's no way it can deliver like what the cult has made it to be. Sure. I think this movie is exactly what it's supposed to be. It's like, <laughs> I just, it's like, <laughs> I couldn't believe every choice that it made, yeah. but it was like the most fun choice at every intersection. It was yeah. delightful. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> I I really liked Debs, but most of that was just being punched in the face by like the 2004 aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. which I think is maybe the best aesthetic that ever existed because... Nothing feels as much like 2004, you know, like I guess the 80s kind of feel like the 80s and the 90s feel like the 90s. But 2004 just has something going on, man. Yes. It's craziness. Because we'll never like the 80s and 90s stuff. It's like it doesn't look bad. Yeah. It just looks like of a different era. Yeah. So much of what existed in the early 2000s is like no Awful. one would ever try to make that quality again because it was so bad. So it's like yeah. frozen in time. And I don't in think the most fun way. I don't think people have really. I feel like there hasn't been that resurgence. Uh Machine Gun Kelly did that album that sounds like Blink 182. I don't know if that counts. I don't think that even counts really. I mean like a the early 2000s fashion is like 
no, everything no, no. that's trendy right now. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But early 2000s fashion was just like terrible version of like 70s fashion. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Ah! I truly just bought like an extremely early 2000s top yesterday. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I just picture like Bjork's single artwork and it's like, oh, 2004. Cool. It's all just like bad, like sort of stylized, like techno you yeah. know stylings uh, and yeah. that's what Debs is dude yes Debs is incredible it's basically a Disney Channel movie but like twisted yeah it's a Disney Channel movie but like they got to be sort of more adult about it yeah they can swear and you know Deb and Yoki can smoke a cigarette constantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> that character I don't know okay this uh, <laughs> this movie is incredible in some ways Okay, name your favorite early 2000s-ism or just mm-hmm. like silly thing In this movie? about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that Fisher Spooner song playing at the club. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I have not heard this song since 2004. And here we go. I don't think I know what you're talking about. There's a song that plays at the club they go to and it's like this okay. pretty awesome song, but you would never hear it today because it's just not what people are into. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All the, it, I love that club scene because it's just like we saw the first Fast and Furious movie and we're yeah. of a, you know it's just like everybody there's like there's so much of this movie that just does not feel like acting to me and I really like that especially with like extras where they're just like we know the director and I have okay, a funny yeah, hat yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to disparage yeah. this movie I think this movie is cool no, that's but fair. There's some weird artistic (laughs) decisions being made. I think having the force field around the Dutch house be plaid (laughs) is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. I was just like overjoyed. Another moment that is really lovely is when um, the, gosh, I forget her name, uh, Diamond, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The... I can't even think of the word for her. The bad guy, I guess. Sure. Um, slash love interest. Mm-hmm. When she's doing, she's trying to scale the walls of the Deb's house. Yes. And she has like the like sticky plunger things that you like yep. Tom Cruise does on the side of the building. Sure. In one of the Mission Possibles. But they're just like these one dollar yep. <laughs> plastic things. And you can see her moving them, like yep. sliding they're them up like, and down a little bit as she's going to put another one on. And she's clearly just like standing on the ground <laughs> doing this. Like. But this... The tone is totally not like a parody of those conventions. It's not like right. winking at the camera. It's just like, this is how this movie operates. And, yes. you know, come along with that. It's a treat. Absolute treat. Because, like, I don't... It was based on a short uh, short film, I guess. But, like, the concept doesn't seem to spring from anywhere. It's just like this cool idea <laughs> someone had, you know? Where it's yeah. just like, you know... What if this crime fighting syndicate of basically like college sophomore women, but then she falls in love with the the bad guy? Yeah, but the bad guy's a woman, <gasps> which is they crazy for two thousand four. Yeah, they really handle it pretty well. For yeah. I mean, granted, she the character gets a ton of backlash from like her friends in the program and everything, but right. 
in the end, like it feels like it could have been a lot worse on those fronts. Right. Well, it totally feels like this movie is because like, you know, the movie is not at all. I don't know how to phrase this. The movie is about that relationship. So obviously it's not going to be like punishing the character for. Right. I mean, they, the character does get punished, but just to kind of show the error of her friend's ways and like. Right. Yeah. So that's I, awesome. Um, yeah. Another tree is like <laughs> insane, like 15 minutes towards the or like in the middle slash end where it's just the two of them like falling in love. And yeah. it's like sequence after sequence of them just like in the same room. And I think for the most part, we're in the same outfit. So you're left to wonder, like, is this all in the same day? <laughs> that they're like, <laughs> they're like feeding each other donuts and then like yeah, playing exactly. darts and then. <laughs> and like nothing I've ever seen has looked more like a set than that bedroom did. <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> but I feel like we're dancing around the best part of the movie, which is the stakeouts where they're just sitting on swings above the yeah. whatever they're looking at. <laughs> Annoying boyfriend just like He's scoots like, over. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> babe, I thought we were steady, bro. I thought we were going steady. It's You're going to come crawling back to me. <laughs> it, it, it could not have happened at any other time and will never happen at any other time. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. And also, I have a lot of affinity for this time period. So the entire soundtrack was like, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. Loved it. Yeah. But it's also a movie where I could never uh, recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a certain type of person I could recommend I don't know to. those people. <laughs> I wish I knew those people, but uh, unfortunately, I think I would get odd looks if I was like, no, it's really good. And <laughs> Debs, Debs. Debs is so cool. Do you yeah. like green screens? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you like the worst French accents you've ever heard in your entire life? Debs. Okay, come on. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. So the sort of like best friend Deb, um, who falls in love with the guy who's also like a character and every or an actor and everything yeah. now, and it was so fun to see him. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In what I assume is one of his earlier roles, but that actress, number one, she's so good, and she's yeah. like not in anything anymore. Yeah, I looked, and she's like. This was it. Yeah. And she's Kid Rock's sister. Oh. <laughs> Which is the other thing I learned when I was trying woman. to look her up. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. For yeah. Her. <laughs> um, speaking of that guy. Yeah. I really love his relationship with the bad guy. I love that yes. they're just like best bros and they just hang out and she's supposed to be like this, you know, evil assassin mastermind lady and they're just like hanging out at a bar and just like talking and like i love that yeah it's a very fun and cute friendship yes i also really like how i was so worried that the end of this was going to be like or the crux of it or the conflict i guess was going to be that the assassin wants to keep doing really bad crime right and that's like not what it is at all. And that would have been so yeah. boring and annoying because it's like, I love how, even though it's maybe like a little bit cheap, I like how at the very beginning she's like, oh, I didn't kill those people. Like, yeah. I, that's just, those are stories. Right. Like, I really like that because it just allows it to progress. So then it's really just like about their romance and more from the perspective of the main character, which I think is more interesting than just like, yeah, can I love an evil person? Right. Yeah. And there's some of that, but they kind of learn to overcome that or that it's not a factor and 
Right. This is a cool movie, Car. Yeah, it's a cool movie. Is there a movie, if you wanted to do like a this era in film, would there be a, a better double feature than this and Josie and the Pussycats? Can you no, think of a better pairing? No, that's the obvious Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. It's a perfect pairing. Yeah. It's beautiful. And they're both fantastic films. So that helps. Yes. The only other, I was trying to describe this movie and the other one that I thought was like a sort of apt comparison, but only in very specific scenes is, um, oh shoot. Uh, Mike Myers. Oh, Austin Powers and Goldmember. No, <laughs> it is a little bit Austin Powers. Yeah, to be fair. It is kinda, um, yeah. but no, the like comedy, oh, they're all comedies. Um, the love guru. No, I married an axe murderer. The main one that's in Aurora, Illinois. Oh, Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Like the um, parts of Wayne's World that are about the singer lady. That's I, I can see where you're coming from, Car, but that's so much more like in that like late 80s kind of like music video yeah. realm. But I can that's see where true. you're coming from. And it just like it because I think Josie and the Pussycats is like. There is something fundamentally different about it. Like, it is a matter of tone. Yeah. Like, this feels closer to Wayne's world, and it's just like... It's absurdity. Just like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's no, not Wayne's No attempt to keep with reality, which I guess is true for Josie and the Pussycats as well, but... Yeah. These are all fantastic films. Yeah, it's true. And let me check one thing real quick. Let me check one thing. Really quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. And it may interest you to know (laughs) all directed by women. Oh, really? So there you go. Josie and the Pussycats ones? Uh, It looks like it was co-directed by Deborah Kaplan. Okay. Alongside Harry Elfont. Can you tell me? Deborah Kaplan sounds really familiar. Nope. Because the only other movie she did was Can't Hardly Wait. Oh. <laughs> Which has uh, Seth Green on the poster with goggles Woo! on going, uh, so I don't know what's going on there. Love but, that. Okay. That looks awful. Um, Wayne's World is a great movie. Um, yeah. Carly, have one more. Yeah. I do have to just really quick. There's so many cicadas and I can see from the. The waveform. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to be hearing cicadas. <laughs> it's going to be like an anime. <laughs> We're showing that it's late summer in this anime. Cool, cool, cool. I was walking down the street. Sorry. I was. The cicadas are are really, really awful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was walking down the street and one started like buzzing around me. So I was sort of throwing a fit, like moved my limbs about and I got away from it. And then it went after the man and woman walking behind me. Nice. looked like Pass a disaster movie for two seconds where it's just like a few people on a street like frantically running away from a big bug it's really cool i don't think i've ever seen a cicada moving they're always just like hanging out and going you know? they are forces to be reckoned with they bugs. really are yeah and they're creepy looking they're not like friendly little no hmm. they're so meaty they are they're like, god you just want to squish them under your heel <gasps> Watch your little eyes pop out of their skull, you know? Their carapace. Their exoskeleton. Speaking of nature. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Car, what did you uh, think of 
Could, can you do the chant? Do the chant. No. Goya Nizgadi. Goya. So, yeah. <laughs> the chant was one of my favorite parts. Okay. I love the, I mean, the music throughout obviously is very good, but I really yeah. like the chants that like seem <laughs> leanlier at the beginning and end mostly. Right, 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 yeah. right. Are, are those, are, is that the, are, are we done? <laughs> I want you to go first. Oh, um, I think that this movie, Koyani Skatsi, is really good. And I also think it's really interesting that you could make this off of like a stock footage site now. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Mm hmm. I was thinking a lot about sort of that idea because I feel like what with drones and other technology, like seemingly a lot of this would be like at least passe, a lot easier to create or something, but it looks so much better than any yeah. like every <laughs> loser does. who tries to time lapse New York City nowadays. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's insane what like some love or like probably a lot of artistic expertise brings to like what could be the most rote and annoying right uh, sequence of images. I mean, it's a pretty hokey movie if you really could write right down to it. Like, it's like. It's so much juxtaposition of one thing against another, and you're like, oh. You know? I really yeah, like this I, movie, but I think it is really good in spite of itself. Or it's like, it is the best possible permutation yes. of this idea. And if anyone else tried to do this, I don't think it would go very well. I completely agree. And I'm sure there are like probably a hundred other things yeah. like this that are much, much worse. This is probably one of the most influential movies I think we've watched for this podcast. Really? This was, I mean, like music videos are basically, like, I don't think music videos would exist the way they do if this movie had never come out. Huh. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Like Madonna's Ray of Light video, which is just a ripoff of this movie. Oh, really? But it's still a good music video, even though it's just basically this, but then every so often it cuts to Madonna doing really fast-paced dancing in front of a green screen. It looks terrible. It sounds kind of fun. Look it up, kids! <laughs> um, I also am not a huge fan, I think, of Philip Glass. I mean, the music is really good, but it's all like, boop dee boop dee boop dee boop dee Like, that's his entire career as he goes, boop dee boop dee boop dee boop dee You know? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about Philip Glass. Oh, all his music sounds exactly like this. So it's always like boopity 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 like it always just like I didn't know he did the Lego Harry Potter soundtrack. Yes, boopity 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 I don't know. I just I feel like I'm ragging on this movie. I thought it was incredible, but it is. I think it's so experiential. It's not something you can break down into component parts. You just have to sit down and watch this like what is essentially just like stock footage for an hour and a half, and it's amazing. But it's not something you can impart to someone else, really. I think so. I was noticing something that I think sort of does help break it break out up into components because. Yeah. OK, so like the first 10 minutes, I would say boring, but pretty. Right. <laughs> Where it's just right. like landscapes. And it, I didn't really know where this was going. Yeah. So I was Is like, I 
say if this is 90 minutes yeah I don't Pass. know. <laughs> I have I'm sure better it's pretty, things to do. But like, I was going to watch it, but I was just yeah. like prepared to be pretty bored the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the next like 40, 30 to 40 minutes were, I felt just awful. Like it really, <sighs> I like almost stopped watching it then because I was like, this is making me so anxious and it made me just like want to crawl into a hole and die. Okay. Especially, like, I think the most, like, evocative part of that section was, do you remember, it's when there, there's, like, all these shots of these, like, vacant yeah. apartment buildings? That's the part that stands out in this movie to me. Oh, it's so unpleasant. Like It is, but I don't think, like, that's such a, I, if you... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm having trouble phrasing this, but like if you were going to make a movie, I don't think I think it was an unique artistic decision to focus on that stuff so much and to portray it the way it's portrayed. I think especially in the context of this movie, which seems so general in its intent, so like all encompassing to really mm-hmm. narrow down on this very specific aspect of society and to kind of. Not just like give it a glancing like look, but to actually like kind of dig into it. And then you have all the uh, demolition shots and all Mm -hmm. that. I think that really does a lot to help this movie be as good as it is. Absolutely. And I think like that's the toughest part of the movie is when like when the juxtaposition is at its highest, where like the middle part feels like you're still getting a lot of landscapes and natural world, but you're also starting to mix it more with like what we're building on it, I guess. Yeah. And then it gets so much more relaxing once you're like just immersed in society. Yeah. Once you're just like in the cities and you're seeing people go up and down escalators, it's like, okay, this is fine. This is familiar and nice and that's okay. But I don't want to see a vacant apartment building and then like a waterfall or something. You don't want to feel bad about society. You want to feel good. Like yeah, it's people. like the, you can like just sit there and I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, that became so much easier to watch. Um, True. Yeah. All the uh, in the like last third, all the times when it focuses in on one person, I thought were just mm-hmm. like so good. Yeah. What is it? There's like that couple by the train yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. The old ladies kind of, or like the middle-aged ladies kind of like giving the side eye to the camera. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure, you know, we've talked about this before, but people weren't used to being on camera back then. So it's like yeah. really interesting to kind of get them looking directly at the camera in yeah. this movie. That's otherwise about like, look at how the clouds look like ocean. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just have some guy at a bus stop and it's just like looking at the camera. And it's like, wow, this is arresting. Huh. It's also the like, it's pretty impeccable the way that the music is composed against the images. Like the timing of all of that is just like, I can't imagine what it was like to edit this. It seems impossible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, The other thing I kept thinking about the whole time was how interesting to me. And I could be reading into it, but this just seems haunted completely by like the Cold War. Um, And Mm. I think if you were making this today, there's no way you could make it without it just feeling completely like climate change. Whereas that wasn't 
really as much of a factor back then, but even viewing it today, it's kind of, I think, viewed through the lens of climate change. So it's this really interesting, like, it's almost like eulogizing earth, but like in the context of like nuclear annihilation, whereas now we have this even scarier, more, you know, it feels more uh, certain (laughs) kind of doom going on. And uh, I think it's like as just as powerful now, even without the context it originally was created. Oh, absolutely. Like I was mostly seeing it from the climate change perspective. Yeah. And like, yeah, the, I guess the, mm, like the ties to war are also very clear. And yeah. it's just like between those two things, it's like, yeah, I don't know how you watch this movie and don't just like think that we <laughs> should all just go. It's done. Yeah. We're done. I don't know. Yeah. It's astounding as someone who doesn't live in a big city, all the shots of just like traffic and both like normal traffic and like human traffic, not human trafficking. I'm not phrasing this well. All the people walking around as well as vehicles driving, all those shots are just like, it's hard to comprehend how that much can be going on in that small an area. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. The tracking shots, like when it's in a vehicle. Yes. That was like the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I do, I'm sure there's like so many technical explanations behind this and probably ones that I could find easily on like Wikipedia <laughs> or something. But like, yeah. it's so CG. much of this is like stuff that every other person who's making a movie tries to do and it yeah. looks completely different. Yeah. And I don't know how or why. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's crazy. So many yeah. people have shots of traffic in their movies and they yeah. never look like that. I don't know. I really think we should just get rid of digital filmmaking. I think that yeah. was the time and we just need to throw all the cameras away and <laughs> just go back to film. Yeah, I'm down. That really is an incredible looking movie. Yeah, it's crazy. I would be, it's so crazy to think only now with Blu-ray and HDTVs can people really like even begin to like watch this movie in a way that I would feel good about. Personally, yeah, right. like if I was watching like, oh, I got my VHS copy and it's like, oh, I, I get the gist, you know, <laughs> on my 13 inch CRT you know, <laughs> TV. It's just crazy to think about where movies have gone as far yeah. as like home consumers. Uh, but now is yeah. the time, folks. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. The moon is big and it goes behind the building and you're like, what? What? Wait a minute. Cities kind of look like superconductors or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, there was also some parts of it that were like very um like evoked memories of watching like VHSs in like elementary school where it would be like, oh, we're just gonna watch how like that how is this made yeah. sort of thing. Like, Jump trucks in action. Yeah, and that's like very comforting. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and the one right at the beginning, which like then ends in like sort of a scary way, is like the welding or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just those like construction guys standing there, like making I don't know an orb. Right. <laughs> or yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a point I wanted to make about uh, Kaguya. What's that? <laughs> you sound really excited. <laughs> Tell me more, Tucker, about this amazing thought. Well, Carly, sorry, this Mo- Zoa energy is really hitting for me. Uh, I just think Kaguya really shows you, I think, and I'm reading into this, you know, I'm applying my own uh, 
interpretation of this, but I think you see the difference in worldview between Takahata and Miyazaki because, again, uh, Takahata's films feel like they are showing his respect and admiration for, like, people who just, you know, work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas Miyazaki just feels like he's always like, these are the best of the best. And isn't that interesting? Yes. And it's my own personal viewpoint, but that's just way less interesting to me. I think that's why I like Takahata's movies more is because I'm way more interested in the everyday stories, you know? That is such a good point. And I feel like that like gets at what we were trying to talk about. I think last time when we were talking about how like we both like movies about farming and stuff, Yeah, yep. because that's just like, I think the most, that's like the epitome of something I think of as day to day. Right. But yeah, like the scene where she's doing the weaving with right. the loom and stuff is like, Angry I just want weaving. her to do that for 15 more minutes. Right. Like, what, like yeah. how is she doing that? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, and they always like, he seems to care a lot about showing or like when the woman is carving the bowl and she has like a yes. crazy knife and she's using her feet, like all of that stuff is so cool. And he clearly cares a lot about that. Right. Yeah. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. These have all been good movies so far. Far car. Yes. Car far. I think this was a really good week for our assigned reading. I agree. And I so really different from it. one another. Yeah. Yeah. But what else have you been watching, Car? What else have I been watching? Well, um, okay. I saw Candyman. Ooh. Uh-huh. Chris and, and I watched the trailer and we're both very excited about it. So please tell me it's really awesome. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I had, I had a very fun like circumstance in which to watch it. I saw it in a theater <laughs> okay. and it was like a 945 showing or something on okay. Friday. So it was like, you know, there's like an energy in the crowd. Yeah, that or seems something. ideal. <laughs> and there were a bunch of people in bee costumes. That's stupid. I love it. Why? Yeah. Yes. So okay. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Good for them. This, this is what great. I expected. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and then the um opening credits start and when the costume designer opening credit went by like half of the pretty full theater cheered so i imagine people know this costume designer and she was possibly at the showing which is so fun and then at another point a woman came on screen and a bunch of people cheered so i think that was also either cameo by the costume designer or people I also just knew that lady, which is to get to the larger point of um, this is one of the like, I feel like the first like new Chicago movies I've seen since living Mm. in Chicago. Okay. And it's so fun to see places and and I don't know where that is. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's so fun. It's so cool. Um, And I'll get to another movie that evokes a similar feeling. um, Oh, nice. In a bit. But (laughs) all that is to say, I think like. There's a lot of this movie that's like so cool and I love and I think Uh like the best way to put it is and and this is what I've seen other people say, too, is like the direction of this movie is just like stunning and flawless, like the way it looks, these different choices it makes, um, the camera, the set design, like all of these little elements, the acting, they're all like pretty impeccable and so exciting in a bunch of ways. And then, honestly, like, the plot just doesn't hold up to me at all. Uh. Um, 
Yeah. Which like your mileage may vary. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I just like kept catching myself being like, I don't know if I don't understand or if it's just like not clear. Yeah. Um, but basically like, yeah, afterwards I was like trying to figure out the movie and I still kind of can't do it. And I mm-hmm. don't think it's cause I'm being dumb. I think it's cause some of it doesn't make sense. Um, it's a horror movie. I mean, like, what do you, it's not, you know, but I don't want to say too much more cause I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But basically I think like it, because it's trying to reach some themes or something and make certain choices that I think like the themes are interesting, but I think it's sort of like sh- maybe working the themes into a way that feels unnatural for like some of the other parts of the movie. Okay. Um, but I still enjoyed it. It was still very like fun and there were some good scary moments and it looked really, really great. Like I said, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like maybe we're in. This feels like part of a wave of post get out movies that never arrived or something. And we're getting like the. You know. Because Peel is a producer on this film, right? Yeah. Okay. Because there never was. I feel like that was the the moment in time when Get Out came out. Everybody was like, we're going to see this is going to be monumental. This is going to change horror movies. Yeah. And then we got us and then. We got this movie. And we got, like, Antebellum. We shouldn't talk about that movie. <laughs> just say, like, there are other ones out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, this is a good movie. Like, it makes me super, super excited to see this director's other movies. Yeah. Um, as she continues to make more. Like, I'm totally sold on that. It's just, like, yeah, I, there's, like, some plot mechanics, I guess, that don't super work for me. In like an early two thousands horror kind of way, because then you're, no. you've got okay, well fine. No, not at all. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Unfortunate. That's okay. I th- it's like a, it's still one of the better movies I guess I've seen so far this year. But car, it's almost <laughs> I just the end said, of the like year, it, it, like there's just this mismatch, I guess, of like the directorial quality and then some of the story. Does it freak you out that it's like September? <laughs> No, nah. <laughs> like the year is ending soon, and yeah, where are the movies? I don't know. Tom and Jerry Carr. Where are the movies? Well, seriously, I feel like no movies have come out of note yeah. since like January, and we're just like biding our time waiting for Candyman. Oh God, I know. And it, well, yeah, there's just also all these ones that are going to theaters, and I feel like I'm missing them. Like I just haven't as much time to go see movies as I feel that like sucks. I did last year. Yeah. The theater business plan is just FOMO at this point. Is that the idea? Like, we have the movies <laughs> well, and you don't. Like, I just, like, I, things are slipping past me, it feels like. And I'm, like, anxious. Like, the other one that I wanted to see is The Night House. Which that looks, looks so, so cool. Yes, I know. Ugh. I and it's like, if I don't awesome. see it in the next, like, two weeks, is it still going to be in theaters? I don't know. I feel like it's easier now. Like, I feel like movies come to your home television set much faster than they used to. Right? That's true. But I desperately want to see the night house in theaters. <sighs> That's your prerogative. I don't have anything <laughs> to say about that. Okay. What have you been watching, Tug? Um, man, I, well, I can do a little anime, uh, <laughs> rundown real quick. Uh, I watched fist of the North star, the movie. Okay. Which has the coolest five minutes at the beginning ever, and then I think it was fine. It's about a guy who punches people to death. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, wait, what? 
it's like What's Mad it Max, basically. It's an eighties like he his ability you see is that he knows all the pressure points on the body, so he punches you in the exact right spot and then your head explodes. It's, but is this different than one punch man or whatever? Yes. Oh, okay. Because that's like a jokey kind of like, you know, deconstruction of stupid anime tropes. Whereas Fist of the North Star is like super genuine melodrama, okay. Mad Max, you know, dude has to save his surrogate daughter type junk. Of course. It was fine. Yeah. I watched 65 episodes of Charge Man Ken. <laughs> Okay. Charge Man Ken is incredible. Oh, okay. Lee Bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a 70s television show that barely functions. It is the most broken piece of media I think I've seen in a very long time. Uh, it is beautiful. It is exactly what I want. It is seeing the human touch in every element of everything all the time. Because What do you it, mean? Everything feels like a mistake. Stuff isn't shaded correctly. Stuff just disappears mid-shot. At one point, for a split second, you see like a piece of paper taped to a wall that basically, I assume in Japanese, says like, put this scene here, and then it disappears <laughs> in the middle of a completely different scene. Uh, no, the plot makes sense, but it's the exact same plot 65 times in a row where it's this little kid, and then these aliens come down, and the aliens can like disguise themselves as people, right? And they're trying to kill this like 10-year-old kid. And then he always defeats them. But it's so crazy because the general idea is they're like trying to kill all the humans on -hmm. Earth. But every single episode is like one of the aliens disguising itself as like a substitute teacher and then being their teacher. And then doing this insane like G.I. Joe plot where it's like, I'm going to feed the kids mushrooms that make them lazy and then they'll fail their tests and then they won't graduate and then earth will become populated by dumb people and then it's revealed that they're actually aliens and then he shoots them but it's like a six minute episode so every episode is just that theme that plot progression over and over and over and over and it was uh it was incredible and the music is so freaking good so i don't know it is uh it's insane because on Letterboxd, it has 38 people have logged it on Letterboxd. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> Come on. Well, after this comes out, you'll see those numbers dart up. That's right. It was very good. I uh, don't think I needed to watch all 65 episodes, but. Uh, so that's it? They're done? Yeah. Yeah. Is it wrong of me to say that this sounds like Scooby-Doo? It's totally like Scooby-Doo. It's like uh, it's like G.I. Joe. It's like Scooby-Doo. It's very similar to Scooby-Doo. Yes. Okay. Where it's like, wait a minute, you're an alien. <laughs> and then he does his like exact same of this six minute episode. 30 seconds is him doing the exact same like, you know, charging go. And then he gets in a suit, you know, so he can shoot the gun at the aliens. Like I could skip basically half of each episode. So it wasn't so bad to get through 65 episodes. And he's got a little sister and he's got this crazy old man robot dog thing that Mm. they don't explain. Like the show jumps you in. There is no introduction. (laughs) It's like episode one could be episode 47, you know, where it's just like ah, another plot by the Jarolians. When did this come out? 74. Okay. I also watched the Halo anime movie and it was not very good. So let's move on. I can't imagine it would be. 
no, there was one good. It's like seven short films by different anime directors, and they were all pretty bad, except for one that I thought was okay. What was the okay one about? Um, it was like this rookie sniper has to take out this target, so they have to like uh, basically march from where they land on this planet to where they need to do the mission, and they are stuck with this. Well, I, it, you know, car. It yeah. was okay. I don't need to get into the Halo <laughs> fridge. <laughs> you know, uh, it would take too long. But uh, okay. I have some other stuff to talk about that's not anime. But did you have anything to talk about before then, Car? Sure. I can talk about um, uh, um, um, oh, The Empty Man. Of course. Candyman, The Empty Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was like, I don't know ugh. what this is, Car. So this has been this was like a sort of a uh, scary movie that I was made to believe was going to be like right up my alley, which is to say it was like it's like sort of about puzzles and like it's supposed to be super scary and like Carly, uh, whatever. What? If I know one thing about you, it's that you love puzzles. <laughs> Avatar. Well, so I thought it was going to be like, I'm trying to think what an example of that sort of movie that I'm sort of describing, but like, you know, like you're sort of trying to work out like what's going on here. Is it like the one with where the comet is flying overhead? What movie? (laughs) When it's like, okay, you take the blue glow in the dark sticks. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Like I thought it was going to be kind of like that. Um, and it's like came out, I think this year and had been hyped up forever. I didn't watch it for the longest time because they were charging for it. Eventually it went on on HBO max recently. So finally watched it. Uh And it was so disappointing. Honestly, I like, so the, there's a cold open that's like these people, um, in hiking, somewhere cold in mountains i have no idea where and it was awesome it was so cool it was so scary like just like very cool like sort of mythical things happening yeah um and then that ends and you just go to like i don't know like freaking north carolina or something for the rest of the movie oh and it's like this like (laughs) it's like this ex-cop dude who's trying to solve some murders and like it's sort of a candy man thing like similar where it's an urban legend it's like if you'd blow in a bottle that you find on a bridge and think about the empty man Um, then like the empty man's gonna come get you okay well i i will try to stop doing that then if that's the case against that as the structure for something but it was just like boring yeah stupid there was like one really really good part in the middle that really reminded me of the ring the the yeah. part in the ring where she goes to the cabin and there's like the red tree yeah yeah, that's yeah, yeah. filtering the light which is like the coolest part of that movie right, right, right um right. there was something sort of like that that like really sort of woke me up and made the movie better for a minute but overall okay. it was a huge disappointment Huh. What would you think? What would you say the style is like? What is a what is a modern horror movie? What is the style? It really it like has like sort of a B movie style after okay. that first chunk. Like the lighting isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone really feels like they're actors. Like I don't know yeah. what a good equivalence is, but it's definitely not like 
the first section is sort of prestige horror-y, but then after that, it's like very just like nuts and bolts, like spiral know. from the book of Saw. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I still yeah. need to watch that. Yeah, it's good. So what? You you had just heard this was good. It was the reason for your... Yeah, there were like okay. tons of people like losing their crap about it and being yeah. like, oh, this is great. It's not a very exciting poster. No, but it's kind of like... Like, that's interesting because it's like, I don't know what this is. Like, yeah. that's kind of cool. It could be anything. It looks like... Uh, <laughs> it looks like if you would go on like Steam and you're like, huh, this is a nine ninety nine, you know, horror game that I yeah. some guy made. You know, like yes, it's it's very much like that. It feels like it could be a Shutter original. I guess is another yeah. way to uh, categorize it. I think just in general, maybe like the Ring aside, yeah. The and I guess Saw, <laughs> the like a genre of horror movie that is someone investigating what's happening. Why doesn't noise. work as well for me? Fear dot com. Yeah. <laughs> I get you, Car. You know what's interesting, Car? Huh? Um, I feel like I'm going to talk about video games. I'm sorry, but okay. it's relevant. Um, when the Slender Man stuff came out, mm-hmm. it I could not describe how much that has affected the world of like <laughs> independent horror video game development. Right? I yeah. feel like that had absolutely no impact on film whatsoever, which is really interesting. interesting. Unless you disagree, but I feel like because there was like that. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was that YouTube channel that was kind of like Slenderman adjacent where it was like Ooh. guy would go off into like abandoned like sewers and stuff. And it was supposed to be like telling the story, but it was supposed to be, you know, it was portrayed like he was actually going out. Yeah. Um, OK. And I just feel like. I don't know what horror movie is now, but it's not that, you know, like that didn't have, that wasn't the impact. You know, uh, yeah, I also like thinking more, I think there's like this category of horror movie that would say comes from it a little bit. Sure, sure. Which is like a very well-funded. I like that scary movie that's like not actually scary but it's like yeah. it's supposed to be like it's not a thriller stranger where like things. a thriller is like a but not stranger like it does feel like Candyman could sort of be that yeah where it's just like there's so much money behind this there's a couple like sort of scary moments but it's like actually not yeah it's terrifying like telling you a story anyway. more than yeah, it's like right. a slasher or something Right. And that's what this sort of feels like, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It feels like sort of 10 different things in a really unsuccessful way. Awesome. Yeah. What was the last really like successful from like a conceptual standpoint horror movie? Would you say the most recent one? Yeah, that you've seen. Ooh. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping it's going to be Nighthouse. <laughs> yeah, I could see that going bad, though. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I like it. the trailer. Like, I'm sort of OK with that movie. I'm assuming being 90 percent style, 10 percent substance. It looks very stylish. Yes. And like yeah. the scary parts look terrifying, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like there's that one part where it's like you can see the outline of yeah. her, sort of. Ooh. That was really interesting looking. Yes. I've never seen anything that's looked like that before. Well, it's like a it's like a stock like trope but they like put this really weird spin on it where it's like huh yes. 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, I could see that being... Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was, like, really scared about a recent movie, though. Yeah. Well, I don't... Even, like, really good horror movies from recently, I wouldn't say really scare. Like, Hereditary didn't really scare me. It's just so unsettling. It's just so, like... It's, like, frayed nerve the movie, you know? It's, like, really... It keeps you on edge, but it's not really scary, necessarily. I think it did scare me. I think, you know, the one that actually probably did it that is sort of similar to the cold open of empty man is ritual i really really like mm. ritual a lot and okay. that's like a very good mix of style substance yeah. and like genuinely terrified me hmm. that's the one where the lady's cutting her finger off like a carrot right no <laughs> <laughs> it's not that one no it's such a good movie though it's oh, not cool <laughs> host was like scary fun and also successful as a concept i think yeah i wish it was like a little bit scarier maybe it's just so fun though it's not like i know it's not supposed to like shake you to your core it's like hey you've seen horror movies here's another one it's fun yeah you know what is like a good this is such a good barometer like when i was watching empty man uh, right after the cold open i had to go pee and like i checked behind the shower curtain then because i was scared that's silly and then like by the end (laughs) of the movie i didn't feel like i needed to check behind the shower curtain right you're like oh i saw a movie that people (laughs) (laughs) i'm an adult (laughs) there's really no reason for a boogeyman to be in my shower just because i'm watching a movie (gasps) (laughs) yeah Cool stuff. I just want to watch something that makes me want to check behind the shower curtain a bunch. It part two. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing. (laughs) Did you ever see it? Nope. Mm. I love the book. I know. So I kind of don't want to watch the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was one of those where, like, it felt like I was just being grumpy or something because, like, everyone really likes that movie, but I couldn't. No, card. I found that usually other people are wrong. (laughs) <laughs> you know especially when they like something and you don't like it they're just yeah. paid off or they're stupid yeah. or they're yeah. just high because you know what <laughs> yeah our taste is supreme i'm gonna start asking people when i disagree with them are you paid off stupid or high <laughs> or all three <laughs> idiot okay speaking of idiots yeah uh i watched a movie Yes. That's a really bad transition. Speaking of movies, I watched a movie called Better Days. What's that? You know, I didn't know, Car, because I went to the library and they have a section of new movies that they've just gotten in. And uh, there's a whole story here where I'm really frustrated because they don't have Blu-rays. They just have DVDs, so I don't actually want to watch any of the movies because I know it's not like a good way to watch the movie. Because they had like that one you had just talked about last time, I think, uh, with the couple... Uh, over the course of a night or whatever, where she was sexually assaulted or... Do you know oh, what Test Pattern. Test Pattern. Yeah, they had that on DVD, and I was like, oh, I really want to watch that, but I'm not going to watch it on DVD. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's a great opportunity to watch this movie, and I'm not going to take it because it's not, you know... That's so weird it. that they don't have Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird they don't have Blu-rays, and it's also weird they do have DVDs. Like, who's making... Especially recent DVDs. Yeah, like, Test Pattern yeah. on DVD for, you know old people or whatever's happening yeah. anyway huh. they had this movie better days and i was like i don't recognize this movie at all i've never heard of it 
Um, I think the story behind this movie is way more interesting than the movie. I don't think the movie is very good. Hmm. But what this is, is a Chinese film about bullying in Chinese public schools in kind of the context of the exams that uh, students take in order to get into like, universities. Hmm. And to be able to see into that world is fascinating. But it's wrapped in kind of like this young adult fiction-ish, just kind of like melodrama that I was really put off by. Hmm. Where it, it's the sensation that I don't actually get from a lot of movies where I'm just like, I can tell this is not a very good movie, but I can't really put my thumb on why. You know? Okay. Where yeah. It's just like, uh, that's not really... Like, I see what they're going for, but, like, the shot just doesn't really work <laughs> quite mm. right. I don't know. It was kind of a weird viewing experience. And, like, the main lady just, like, cries in every single scene because hmm. sad things are happening. But, um, like, I, she seems like a, a more than capable actor, you know. But it's just, yeah. like, this movie is not doing. But there's this, the first 15 minutes are kind of, like, harrowing and super interesting because it's, like, this very pressure-filled environment of these schools that just seem like complete nightmares. And also you have this like suicide of the student happening. And it's like within the context of all this bullying that's going on and the teachers seem oblivious and they're like just focused on these tests that are happening. And it all feels very real. And I don't know if that's just because I have an outsider perspective and I'm like, oh, sure, I'm sure this is what Chinese schools are like. Because I'm like, I don't know what Chinese schools are like, but I could believe that, you know, there's all this pressure to just, you know, get good grades on these tests. Yeah. Your future depends on it. And there's a lot of really kind of like sardonic scenes of teachers just being like, you want to do well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, God, this seems awful. And uh, <laughs> but then it just kind of peters off. And it's not a very interesting movie from that point. It does sound like a really good setup. And like yeah. it, the idea of movies about like I feel like it so often the like pressure of school is like a side plot or just yeah. like an external pressure in a movie and like having that be what the movie is about sounds really interesting yeah and it's interesting in the context of and I I am by no means an expert on this this process that happened or the full story but the version I saw was the censored version basically or the version oh. that was made available to the public because this was a chinese made film actually i think it was made in hong kong possibly but then was distributed you know by chinese film companies so the mm -hmm. version i saw had you know the suicide at the beginning of this movie was portrayed in a different way than it was originally oh interesting okay so you have this kind of like it's like this weird, you know, dynamic where it feels like it's tackling these issues in a way that feels kind of strange for a movie in this context. Mm. But also it's even in that light, it's still kind of a watered down or, you know, more acceptable version of that film. So it's like, sure, it's really interesting in that way. But uh it's just interesting to think about. It's not interesting to watch the movie. So. I would have thought that the I get I get I also don't know how any of this works. I guess, but like, I would have thought the U.S. distribution would be the non-censored version. Right. I don't think it seems like it's hard to find that 
version. Okay, got moment. it. But again, I'm talking out of my butt. I don't actually know all that, but that's the general gist I get. Hmm. So it that's was really fun though. Like that's, I guess just a different version of doing the, like I'll go on Netflix and just like click on whatever. Yeah. It's kind of fun to return to the, like, Oh, I'll just browse this and like grab something and I'll watch it like, right off a shelf. <laughs> yeah. That sounds nice. And it's cool that this library in central Wisconsin had a copy of this like Mandarin Chinese language yeah. film that I could watch right. on DVD. <sighs> Ech. What, what is that? Think? Like, what is it? Is that 720? What's DVD? No, not even. Oh, really? Yeah, not even. Oh, God. Yeah, it looked terrible. That's awful. <sighs> we've we've flown too close to the sun. You know, we're tainted forever. We can never go back. That's right. On my not even 4K television, it's still looking garbage. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching, Car? I rewatched The Departed. Yes, you did, Car. Yeah. How'd that go? It was perfect. It's such a okay. fun movie. I love The Departed so much. I okay, yeah, okay. He I think in that's his pocket. <laughs> exactly. This is the part two of. Um, it's nice to see movies of places you lived. It's just like okay. the stupidest thing. Like it is the Leonardo DiCaprio points at the screen meme from Once Upon a Time, but it's just right. like. My stupid lizard brain. I is know like, that. Yes, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome, Car. Fun, um, and yeah. I just I do think it's just like honestly a knockout of a movie. I know there's flaws. I know it's not perfect. I sure. know all that stuff, but like this is just in the category of movies that it's like impervious to criticism to me. Like it's just okay. It's so fun. I think like it genuinely the Leonardo DiCaprio performance is like his best performance and is just like truly amazing. I love the cast that's in it. I love seeing Damon be like this impotent, stupid guy. Like I don't know, just so much of what's going on is so fun. And it feels like a greatest hits for Marty where it's like Boston and the music and he's doing like all of these stylish little edits and everything where it's just like, as someone who hasn't seen enough of his filmography to like understand him i think fully or even close to fully like this just feels like okay yep i get it that's marty in a bottle and that's good what is there to get a car well i think like he likes gangsters like what do you want (laughs) no there's all the like more meditative movies and i haven't seen like any hugo (laughs) i really uh i think you're giving him too much credit but sure no I love Marty. That, that is the line that people feed each other where it's like, <laughs> no, just watch one more Martin Scorsese movie and this will all make sense. Just watch The Departed again. No. If you don't get it from that. If you don't get it from that, are you, what is it? I are got you stupid? It, are you? I got out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's so good. I think. Oh, good. Yeah. Sorry. I just, yeah. <laughs> You know my stance. I do. Okay. And I know your stance, Car, And that's the beauty of human communication. Plus the empty man was in The Departed. What does that mean? <laughs> the guy from The Empty Man. Oh, there. nice. Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> no. Hmm. Hmm. I, wa- I rewatched a movie. What's that? Oh, yes. Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? I think it might actually be really good, Car. Mm. Ben saying it, dude. I hate ben to do it, but Affleck. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, I didn't like Gone Girl very much when it, uh, upon first viewing back way when, you know, mm-hmm. 2013 or whatever. Uh, it's really, it's one of those movies that I get with like horror movies a lot where it just feels like there's no world happening outside of the story. Uh huh. Which is good or bad, I guess, depending on your proclivities. But, uh, all the stuff just makes more sense now. All the themes just make sense. Yeah. I don't know if that means it was prescient or something, but like, just like the recession stuff and all the mm-hmm. media portrayals of like, you know, like, I think it's, I think it, if it is commenting on like the me too stuff, I think it's a little messy in this messaging, but I think that's okay. You know, it doesn't have to have the super clear message about, you know, men or dirt bags or, you know, it feels the, like a decade old version of feminism. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like maybe a little bit ahead of its moment for like a wide pop culture yeah. perception, but now feels dated. So it's like in this weird in between <laughs> thing. But I think like, yeah. I don't know. It's like a, uh, there's so much interesting about this movie. Like, what do you think about the. I feel like now more common interpretation that. It's not about Amy Dunn at all. It's just like about Ben Affleck's character. And like mm. it, he was clearly, uh, Fincher was clearly most interested in that guy. I think she's more interesting than he is. Does that counteract what you are talking I about? I don't think don't know. so. I think, I, like, I'm trying to remember compared to the book, it does feel like way more of the focus is on him. Yeah. And I think it's a really good and like, hilarious exploration of the Ben Affleck character like it, sure. that is maybe some of the better parts of the movie it's just like him being an idiot the entire time <laughs> right um I don't know yeah I think it, like it, it feels really interesting that Fincher picked up that book as like the one to make um whereas sure, now yeah. it feels like that would have been in the Reese oh no this was a Reese Witherspoon production wasn't it <laughs> I have no idea I think yeah. it was yeah Am I wrong that a lot of like prestige television feels like direct descendant from this film? Am I wrong? Well, I think you're saying that because a bunch of what I think you're referencing is from the same production house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Is this, what was the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little brain journey here. <laughs> okay. Do you think there's connective tissue between this and that show? Was it Desperate Housewives? Was that the name of it? I mean, there is a show, Desperate Housewives. Okay. Do you think Gone Girl is a descendant of that show in some way? <sighs> uh, um, maybe just in like the melodrama about women way. Yeah. That feels like the only real connection, I think. Okay. Do you think Desperate Housewives is uh, connected to American Beauty? Yeah, that does feel connected. Okay, and you're so, right. Both of them do have this like glossiness, yeah. like glossy fairy tale sort of thing. about Right. Them. This almost like kind of not whimsical, kind of like, I mean, there's no fantastical element to it, but it all just feels kind of like elevated and like yeah. a story someone's telling in a way that's kind of interesting. Well, and the score is very like suggestive <laughs> towards <laughs> that, too. Yeah. The I think this is maybe the best uh, Fincher, like Traticus soundtrack interesting it's very good 
It's very uneasy. It feels the most adventurous for sure. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable most of the time. It doesn't it doesn't do the Traticus thing where it's like kind of off kilter, but it's almost like comforting in a way where it's very like, you know, warm tones kind of like social network soundtrack is very easy to listen to. Mm -hmm. I think it's not like, but a lot of this movie is just like, it's just like a lot of like percussive, like strange noises to heighten the tension. And I like that a lot. And then the parts that are more melodic are like really unpleasant. Like I would never want to listen to any of it. No. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's a good soundtrack, even though it's not like listenable, really. Absolutely. It works really well. I just, I really like uh, Fincher kind of even like, you know, like 10 years ago, looking at the recession and being like, here's David Fincher's view of the recession. And it's like kind of busted. And I like it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. The recession feels so untapped as like a, it just feels like it came and went, even though (laughs) it was like this major event in the country's history, but we've tried to move past it so quickly. I think that it just kind of got left behind. So it's really interesting to see it pop back up. And it's like, otherwise it has nothing to do with it. Movie. Did you ever see, and I might be wrong that this is what it's about, but I think it is that 99 homes movie. Mm Mm-mm. Andrew Garfield, I'm pretty sure it's we about the recession. And I think Laura Dern. We love Laura Dern. The, I've heard it was pretty darn good, but it like didn't get any uh yeah. you know yeah. people excited about it. <laughs> Besides you, Car. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, God Girl was alright. Yeah, it's good. The, the murder scene is so freaking good. It's insane. The murder scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the, the end. Towards the end, towards, cares, the end yeah. towards the end. Towards the end. Towards the end. Messed up, dude. Yeah. Krista has a thing with necks. Oh, yeah. Didn't go well. Well, I had to, I knew it was coming, so I covered her eyes for her. I was like, trust <laughs> me on this. But she could still hear it, so it was still disturbing. It's just like, I don't know. That's like one of the best to like murder scenes I've ever seen in anything. It's so graphic. So crazy. It's so graphic. And it's so like sudden. It leans into it so much. Yeah. It doesn't look away from it. It's like, this is what it would be like if this happened. It would be messed up. This is what it would be like if this happened. And like the person murdering you was like the most beautiful person. And she was in like (laughs) beautiful white lingerie, (laughs) which is insane. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, car. Mm hmm. When you watch movies with someone who has a neck thing, you start to notice how many times people get their neck slit in movies. And it's a lot. You should watch Edward Scissorhands. It's all the time. I would rather not. But thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Does that happen in that movie? That seems so at odds with the, the tenor of that film. What do you mean? I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands. Leave me alone. Oh, Okay. We might have to watch it soon. But I don't want to. You better watch out because it might be my pick for this week. <sighs> How much do I have to pay you to not make me watch <laughs> Edward Scissorhands? Um, you have to give Brucey a kissy in mwah. 10 minutes or less. No, nope, it doesn't count. Mwah, mwah. Nope. <laughs> That's him purring because I kissed him on the snoot. <laughs> Cara, what are we um, watching next week? Wait, wait, wait. I want to oh, talk about yeah. Closer. You did what? Huh? I want to talk about Closer. What is that? That's the Natalie Portman, Jude Law. Oh, my God. Yeah. Car, from the descriptions, I what? (laughs) 
make this movie make sense to me, please. You don't know about this movie? No, I hadn't heard of it. This was in the category of like, I feel like I remember seeing this at our video store and like our parents watching it. And like, I was very aware that like, this is an adult movie. It sounds like it. Um, yeah. So it's like these strangers lives intertwine. I love um, when that happens. Romantically and oh. sexually. And oh. it's just like, it is the, I don't know. It just feels like a like cornerstone of like everything that exists in culture now. Like it's just, it's all of these enormous movie stars doing insane stuff. Saying a script that like no one would ever talk <laughs> like this ever, anywhere, ever. Yeah. But it's so fun and so bonkers. And there's so many like lines that are famous and I like didn't realize that I knew them from a million different like yeah. one of the several of the lines are in I write sins not tragedies. And it's oh, like, no. just, he's like Yeah. <laughs> and there's like what ten other examples of stuff like that where it's just like yeah, it's bonkers. Um I had such a fun time with it. It is like completely off the wall. Um, and feels so of the era in a million yeah. ways. I really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. This doesn't sound like my kind of movie car. Is that tracking? I think that you would like it as an artifact. I do like artifacts. Yeah. And it's not like, because it is so much of that, like, oh, just like couples fighting. It's that, but it's like couples fighting in the most absurd way possible. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> what i'm all about <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Garnival. I, yeah and it's like natalie portman being like sort of playing against type in a huge way that's i don't know fascinating if nothing yeah. else i guess yeah huh what is her type though like i'm like star I wars princess I, I don't know yeah i think of her as like black swan or jackie like sort of rigid mm. and prestige actor prestige actor and like yelling yeah, annihilation and then turning into stardust and then <laughs> i think answer. she's just very serious a lot of the time maybe sure yeah um have you seen her rap videos for snl laugh yeah. riots first of all the first one is one. pretty funny to be fair you don't like the second one no they went back to the well too many times with yeah dumb stupid <laughs> stuff yeah high paid off yeah yeah paid <laughs> off <laughs> Yeah. Very cool, Car. Mm-hmm. Do you have any movies you're really looking forward to coming out, Car? Nighthouse. Nighthouse. Um there was one other that I, Oh, Annette is already out, but I'm really trying to see that. I don't um, know. That one. It's by the uh Annette. it's by the guy who made Holy Motors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With Adam Driver. Yep. Yep, yep, Marion yep, yep, Cotillard. Yep, yep. Yeah, thank you. That looks fun and exciting. Um, yeah. I feel like there is one other big one that like I'm extremely excited about, but I can't remember what it is. I watched Suicide Squad also, and it wasn't very good. Oh, the new one? Yeah, the new one. Mm-hmm. I think you were generous with your appraisal of that movie. <laughs> for... What did you like any of it? No. Hmm. Well, I, that's harsh, but like none of it connected with me in any way, really. Yeah. It's so sad that a movie can be this like 
quote unquote unpredictable and also just be the most predictable like road superhero movie of all time and just be like oh yeah this is happening now yeah that's fair they don't characterize these people at all and you're supposed to care at all about their like arc of like redemption and it's like i don't know anything about these people what do you want yeah sucks i don't know that's fair sorry um i have an answer Yes. To your question. The movie I'm really excited about that's coming out soon is Titan, or however you say it. Mm-mm. It's the new movie by the Raw lady. I won the Palme <sighs> d'Or. Oh, we love Raw. We love Have the you heard the about what this movie is? I heard it's crazy. Yeah. Let me read the... Please. Following a series... Oh my... Jesus Christ. Following a series of unexplained crimes, a father is reunited with the son who has been missing for... Oh, this is not, ugh. it's not giving me the description that I had anticipated. One second. Please hold. I expect you to have this stuff ready to go when you sit down and do this podcast, Carly. Please hold. Me. Oh, no, it's not going to give it to me. Basically, I think it's like about a person who like, has sex with cars and stuff or something. That sounds really cool, Car. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Is that I'm just so like this excited. person's like entire body of work is just like, what if you had sex with something weird? <laughs> what if you like ate the person you were having sex with? That would be kind yeah. of crazy, huh? And then what if it was a car? What if you were eating the car? Yeah, I can't wait. I really, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> it sounds yeah. great, car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything you're excited for? Uh, freaking nope. <laughs> I don't really pay attention so all you hear about is like the big ones and I don't really don't care about whatever Marvel is like putting out in theaters right now you know okay Eternals. badass okay I'm just saying I'm hipster <laughs> I'm past this whole Marvel phase I grew out of it okay trendsetter <laughs> that's right I only watch movies about having sex with cars yeah. The director the of which cool they will get to doing. make a Marvel movie in two years. <laughs> no, she would never. She would never. She would never. Whatever. You would have said that about Nomadland, lady. And I know. I don't know what to believe. I really here don't. Here we are. Car, what are we watching next week? We're going to do Sweeney Todd. Okay. <laughs> I'm cool with it. It's your fault. Why is it my fault? Because he sort of brought it up. Because I didn't want to watch the other Tim Burton, Johnny Depp movie I didn't want to watch. With the necks getting slit. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with it. If this was like high school, I would have been like, hell no, because I had to listen to people talk about that movie all the time because I hung out with the wrong people. I really liked that movie in high school. Okay. Well, we didn't hang out. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think you've probably seen it already, Car. But would you rewatch uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo with me, the Fincher version? Absolutely! And wow, what wow, a wow, pairing! Wow, 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 wow! We're gonna There's be living in some dark territory. Hmm? We're gonna be living in some dark territory. Mm, okay. Oh wow, this is exciting! Oh my gosh! And we have <laughs> Marnie was there. <laughs> <laughs>